water going to your car, so I'll let you know. Uh, you might need this, a little bit of toilet paper, and you can use it as facial tissue if you want. There's some books in here, but mostly inside in the papers are given out uh, are the worship lyric sheets. You can look at that and uh, sing along. We'd like you to do that and join us in that. So uh, if you'd plan to do that. Um, it, are, are you hearing us out there? Honk your horns. All right. Don't do that again at any time in the service, okay? Just, just wanted to test you out, give you a chance. But you can flash the lights if you need some attention or if you want prayer. At some point, we'll be talking to you about that. And so uh, appreciate that. Glad you came. Glad you're willing to come out. And those that uh, help us, uh, Baker Trucking with the trucks and um, those that brought all of the background. And uh, Joe Kellogg, thank you for bringing the generator and trailer and all the sound equipment. And thank you, Michael, from First Baptist Church for inviting us to be a part. I'm Pastor Mark from Bethel Church, and uh, we're glad to do this in our community. Will you uh, join with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the rain. I know that sounds like a sh shocking thing to say this morning, but the rain is a cleansing thing. It cleanses our air and protects us. And Lord, I believe this, that... Um, you're doing something in this place today. You're doing something in our community. And Lord, that you would cleanse hearts and touch lives. Thank you that you are the resurrection, Lord. You're not just in the grave. You're not just gave your life, but you came to life and overcame death that we might have eternal life. So today, we give you praise and we glorify you in this act of worship. Amen.
you not to honk anymore, but I want you to make a big honk at the end of this that I'm about to share. The only thing that keeps resounding through my mind very loudly is that God established his church. And Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Amen? Amen. Let's keep offering him praise this morning.
Let's just take a moment and quiet ourselves before God. Father, in all things, we thank you. You've been a provider for us in this time, and you've been a sustainer for us in this time. And though, and though times are hard and we feel weak, that is the time where we look to you for our strength, and that's what we find you to be, is strong and almighty. And we praise you so much this morning for sending your son to, to die for us, to deliver us to something, to deliver us from something, to deliver us for a purpose. Thank you for your faithfulness, Father, in all things, in all times. Thank you, Father, for being faithful, even when we are faithless, even when our faith falters. We have found you to be faithful, Father. In the midst of everything, Lord, we look to you. And we thank you so much for the miracle of your son and what he did for us and what it means for us.
Isn't God good? You can honk if you want. Isn't God good? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, I, I want to mention to you, uh, in your packets, there's some uh, local restaurant uh, menus and stuff. I know we didn't get everybody in town, but I want to encourage you, help your local restaurants. And uh, in there, yeah, there you go. And in there, it's also, there's some coupons like these from Monarch Pharmacy, free ice cream. You just go through the drive-thru and give those. So we purchased those for you, and uh, we want to encourage you to, to go to these local uh, restaurants. Rice House here in town, they gave us menus, and, and they were so blessed that we were including them in, in Dollar General and some of those that uh, I'm mentioning. Uh, let's keep our local economy going. Can you do that? There you go. Amen. Well, um, we're going to be going about with some buckets uh, on a stick, and we're going to take up an offering. If uh, you, get, you you attend another church or local church other than First Baptist Riverton or Bethel Church, do this. Give your tithe to your local church. Give your tithe to your local church. Don't, don't rob from one church to give to another. But we want to let you know, if you write a check, make it out to your church. Um, of those two options, I don't know. I guess if we have to drive around town and distribute your tithe check to other churches, we'll do that. But um, what I want you to do, anything that's in cash will help defer our cost, and then uh, we'll bless. I, I want to really bless Riverton Baptist. So they, this is Michael's main idea, and we're going we're gonna to try to do that so we can bless them today. And... Um, I'm just so thankful. Did you enjoy the worship? All right. Good. So uh, give today and bless. Give generously. Um, you know, the, some years ago there was a little story about uh, the dollar bill and the $20 bill met in the offering plate. And the dollar bill said, hey, haven't seen you in a while, $20 bill. Where you been? He said, you know, the casino. I've been to, I, I've been to all these places fun places. I've been on a cruise, kind of got stuck on the boat, and that kind of stuff. And and so he says, how about you, Dollar Bill? What have you been doing? Church, church, church. You know me. So give a little generously today in faith that God would honor. We're not here to glean uh, all of your money or any of that, but we know that it's going into the kingdom, and we're investing in the kingdom in all kinds of outreaches. Lord, I ask your blessing on this offering as we receive it in your name. And Lord, I thank you that you've kept back the wind today. And I thank you that you've kept back the most of the rain that they predicted, that we can have this time together and this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. First Samuel 17, verse 31 through 37. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, it, I went after him, struck it, and rescued from the sheep its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, 
Go, and the Lord be with you.
inside. He has to heal you spiritually before he can do anything else for you. And this king, this king that I talk about, is the king that Isaiah saw sitting high and lifted up on his throne. And as Isaiah said, he was sitting on his throne. You see, the kings of this world, they're up wandering around and they're wringing their hands and they're wondering, what can we do? But the king that will give us this promise, that will heal our land, that will fight this battle for us, he is not up wandering around. He's sitting on his throne because he knows how the victory ends up. He knows who supplies it and he knows where it comes from. And that's the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Just as David said that I come from my father's house to be a servant, so did God's son come to be a servant. Matthew 20 and 28 says that I came first to serve, not to be served. And that he would give life, give his own life for the ransom of many. David told Saul, don't worry about this Philistine. I've got the Lord on my side and I'll fight him for you. And God's own son is telling us this morning, don't worry about the battle that you're facing. I'm on your side and I'll win the victory for you. When King Saul saw David, he said, you can't fight this Philistine. You're too weak. You're too young. You're inexperienced. And when the world saw Jesus, they said, you can't be the Messiah. You've never been trained. You didn't go off to cemetery and learn what you, all these words meant. You didn't go off and find out where it was at. You're not educated from your youth. These other men are much more experienced and wise and know the word better than you. David told Saul, your servant has tended his father's sheep, and as a lion or bear comes and took one, I went after it and struck it down. And then I rescued the lamb from its mouth. And Jesus said in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me just as my father knows me, and I know my father. But he said, different from David, David said, I'll go after it. But Christ said, I will lay down my life for my sheep. Church, this morning, God's son came that you and I could have a hope when the time of trouble hits our lives. God's son came that we would be able to face the foe in the middle of adversity. When the world says, you don't know how to fight this, I don't have to know how to fight it. God's son has already fought it for me. And he won the victory. David said it reared up against me and I grabbed its fur. I struck it down and I killed it. I want to tell you something now. I want to tell you when I was growing up, mamas used to grab you by the nap of the neck and they would shake you until you understood what they said. I see a few people out here in the cars laughing because they've been done that way once or twice. And when you were facing danger, family members grabbed you and they pulled you out of it. Well, Jesus said in John 14 and 30, I will not talk with you much longer because
because the ruler of the world is coming, but he has no power over me. Aren't you glad today that there is nothing in this world that has any power, anything over our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? 1 John 3, 8 says, The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. But the Son of God has revealed this purpose to destroy the devil's works. David said he had killed lions and bears so the Philistine would be like one of them. He wouldn't be any problems. And Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, Look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy, and nothing will ever harm you. Church, this morning I want you to know that during everything that we're facing, even having services in parking lots, having the first time that your pastor's ever said, turn on your phones and lift them up, lay down in church, drink your coffee, you don't even have to wear pants if you don't want to. You can relax and enjoy in the comfort of your own home. But I'm going to tell you this morning that we, by the power of a risen Savior, can trample out the foes that's coming after us. David said that the Lord has rescued him from the bear and the lion, and that he would rescue him from this Philistine. And Jesus said in John 2, 19, Destroy this sanctuary, and I will rise it up in three days. David said because he was one of God's chosen, he was willing to fight the enemy. So Saul said, Go, and will the Lord be with you? But God's word tells us in 1 Peter 5, 10-11, Now the God of all grace, not just a little bit of it, not just a portion here and there, but by all grace you are called into his eternal glory in Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad this morning you've been called into glory with Christ Jesus? And he will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you've suffered a little while. Then the dominion belongs to him forever. Church, this morning I want us to be rejoicing in the fact that no matter what we face, no matter where we're at, no matter how bad it's getting, how bad it's got, no matter how long it seems to last, we're still in the hand of an almighty God that loves and cares for all of us. David said he could see the face of the enemy and he could face him because God was on his side. Jesus said he saw the face of the enemy and he defeated him because God was on his side. David said he was rescued, but Jesus said he is our rescuer. Romans 5 and 11, 12 through 21. We won't read all of that, but I encourage you when you get home to turn there and read it. Romans 5, 12 through 21 tells us that through one man, Adam, sin entered into this world. And that sin brought with it pain, sickness, heartaches, disease, grief, shame, and guilt. And because of that first sin, many have died. But oh, oh, this 
because of one man, this man named Jesus, through his righteous act, there is life-giving justification for everyone. As David stood there with his men and, and all of God's army stood there and they looked out, God's chosen people, and they saw this Philistine and they began to tremble. This morning, many people in our communities, many people maybe even in our own homes, in our own families, and in our own lives, we face an enemy today that says that they are the way, that they have a better way, and that they can defeat you no matter what you do. Well, the church this morning, let me tell you that the only begotten Son of God said that he would give us life and life more abundantly, and he would defeat all those foes. There are many sitting in this parking lot this morning that can attest and testify that Jesus Christ, God's Son, has come down just like David said and went to the very mouth, the very jaws of the lion and the bear and have plucked you from the pit of your despair. Many of us sitting here today and out here in our cars are telling the world that because that God has taken me and broke my addiction, I'm here this morning. And many of you can say because God has broke my chains that bound me up, I'm here today. And God's Son shed His blood and His body was broken and beaten for my sins and my transgressions. And by his stripes I am healed. Many of us today can say I'm healed because of his son. So the correlation that runs between what David was telling Saul he could do with the Philistine is the same correlation that God's son said he would do for us to the Father because he is a risen Savior. We don't serve a God that's dead and in a grave. We serve a risen God that's alive. God said it was through his son Jesus that it pleased him to suffer that you and I could have life. David said God loved me enough that I wouldn't have to suffer. Church, this morning I want you to know that whatever valley you're walking in today, you're not walking there alone. You, everywhere we go, everything we do, the God of gods, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords is walking with us. He's there beside us when we lay down at night. He's there sitting beside us when we raise up in the morning and when we're facing the hardest time in battle that we've ever faced. He's standing right there beside us asking us, let me fight the battle for you. Jesus will fight the enemies in our life and he will defeat them for all of us. He will remove all the shames and he will forgive all the guilt and he will wipe away all the sins and he will restore and make whole that which the enemy has torn and broken and ripped from your very existence. Jesus will bring us back to that original garden relationship. David knew that the Spirit of the Lord was all around him. 
Jesus said his death on the cross, his burial in a borrowed tomb, and a risen on the third day gave us the same spirit to live inside of each one of us. Romans 6, 10 through 11. No matter how far you've wandered, no matter how far you've gone, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how long you've stayed, Jesus has paid the price that you can be pulled from the jaws of whatever hold the devil has over you. He will bring you back into the fold and he will remove your sins as far as the east is from the west. Psalms 103 verse 12. God's son willingly came. God's son willingly died. God's son was arose on the third day by willing God to forgive and forget all we've done. And so when the enemy stands before you and says you're not brave enough and you're not strong enough, all we've got to do is step to the side and say, I may not be, but this man right here, this man called Jesus, can fight all the battles in my life and come out the victor over them all. Many men and women today run around in shame and they hide. We read in 1 Samuel 17, you read the whole story of David and Goliath. We find that David walked up and every morning when the Philistine warrior stepped out and yelled that the men trembled and shook. We find that if we dig into the scriptures and we've been Going through 1 Samuel at our church, 1 Samuel 17, and we've looked at names of cities and places and locations, and we saw the heavenly meaning of their name. That God was with them, and God protected them, and God was strength. And even at one point that there was a blood barrier around the area they were in, and that nothing could cross through that blood. And the same thing holds true today for God's children. There's a blood barrier that's been shed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that will wrap all the way around you. And it can't be penetrated by evil. Only if you let it in will it come in. And as we went through all these different names, we got to Goliath's name. And we always think of Goliath as this big monster, a big bohemoth. One that was terrifying and one that was menacing and one that was undefeatable. We dug in deep and when we started listening to what he had to say, we actually see that Goliath's name means to reveal and to uncover. Church, this morning, I want you to know that on the third day after the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, that there was a grave that was uncovered and it was revealed that on the inside was empty and that the Savior had came out of that grave. And church, this morning, I want you to know that He will reveal to you a salvation plan that will give you a hope for your future. It will provide a way. It will rise you out from the pit that you're in right now and establish you as a child of the King. It will reveal that you have been forgiven and that there's nothing, nothing in your life that He can't.
take care of. And I've heard people say, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how bad I've lived my life. And God said, I don't care. My son said you were worth it and you were worthy and he shed his life's blood for even you. Yes, even you. And how do I know that? Because I know he shed his life's blood for me. He gave his life for me. He didn't say, can you buy it? Can you obtain it? He said, I give it to you. God's son gives life where the devil takes life. God's son says, have life eternal. I hope and I pray when we all go back to church that all these folks that blow their horn, you come in church on Sunday morning, you bring your cowbells and you bring your air horns and you praise God like we are today.
His grace is everlasting. His mercy is ever flowing. His love is all powerful. And His forgiveness cures all. So this morning I want you to know that as David fought the battle and won, God's Son fought our battle and He won. This morning as we begin to close out this service, I want you to know that there is nothing in this world that can be overcome. Nothing that can overcome our Lord and Savior. Nothing that can raise up defeat in His heart and in His life. And there's nothing that we cannot do. And so as we leave this morning and we get ready to close out, I want you to know the same thing that Saul said to his, to David as he was getting ready to leave. Go, and may the Lord go with you. Thank you. God bless. Excellent. Excellent job, Brother Mike. I'm so thankful for the ministry that he has given and the message that he gave. And I just want to ask you today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you'll hold off honking any horns for a few moments, let's bow our heads. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Brother Mike says he knows that he is saved and we've testified of that as we bow our heads. Would you commit yourself to Christ today in this uncertain time? Would you give your heart to him? Would you trust him to do something mighty? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son who not only gave his life, but he rose from the dead. And today as we celebrate that, and we thank you for that, Lord, I pray right now that you would touch lives. And then if there's one person here that's hearing this over the radio or that's here in this parking lot, that they need you, that they would turn to you in these next few moments. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Say, Lord, come into my life. Touch me today. Wash me clean. Forgive me. I need you today. I need to have hope in you. And even as this rain is falling, Lord, let the presence of your Holy Spirit come and cleanse and wash me clean by the blood of Jesus. Amen. If you need prayer today, would you do this? Turn on your emergency flashers. I'm not going to call you out. We're not going to send somebody out to, to address that. But you just maybe you need God to touch in some way. Maybe you need a healing touch. Maybe you need God to move in a circumstance in your life. We're not going to send anybody to talk to you. But I see there's a car here. Any others? You, you, need, a, you need God to move for you. Will you agree with me in prayer? Lord, I pray for those that are in, in need right now that have said, Lord, I, I'm here. I need a touch from you. I know you. Are, I've, I've, I've experienced salvation, but, Lord, there's something more I need today. Lord, would you touch those that are here that are in, in, in dire straits? Maybe there's a, a circumstance of, of struggle with employment or health or whatever it is, but, God, you know. And even though we are socially distanced, God, I'm so thankful that you have never left us or forsake us and that you're there with us in the midst of this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
We thank you for coming today. Want to thank the police department for coming out and supporting us today back in the corner. I'm thankful for local government that uh, allowed us to do this and that they have honored this. And it's been a great opportunity to, to serve you today. Glorify God as you go. Enjoy this Resurrection Sunday.